Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics. We are fresh into January, and uh, I'm so excited to have Jane Veron today. Jane is the CEO and co-founder of the Acceleration Project. She's a visionary and change maker in local ecosystems, gender and diversity equity, and workplace reform. She's a management consultant and marketing executive turned small business advocate, angel P investor, and board member. I mean, she's so many things. This is going to be an amazing episode. She, she also blends her business expertise with public sector experience as elected village official. Hello, Jane, and welcome to Back to Basics. Oh, it's so great to be here. I'm so excited to spend this hour with you. Well, I'm even more excited. And for full disclosure for the audience, um, I, I met Jane a few months back and we, we will, I'll share a little bit more about uh, something we are uh, involved in together. But, uh, you know, I was so uh, overwhelmed by, you know, just who she is as a person, her, you know, her knowledge, her just the way, the way she is. So I always say I want to work with people I enjoy and you, Jane, are the, you know, the, one of the best examples of that. Oh, I feel the same about you. As soon as I met you, I loved your commitment and passion and dedication. And so I can't wait to talk more. Well, then let's start <laughs> from the beginning, Jane. I mean, you have an impressive background in terms of studies, but I want to know where are you from? Share with us how was your childhood? What were you passionate about when you were a child? I grew up in um, Westchester County, right out in White Plains, New York, right outside the city. My family really focused so much on the well-being of the two daughters, my sister and I. My parents were so devoted to us and really underscored the importance of education. Both my um, parents' families had come, had immigrated, their, and their grandparents had immigrated to the country and really built up a life here. And so much was underscored by the studies that they had and in enabling them to really um, kind of get a foothold in this country all those years ago. And so that was really instilled in me, like the, the like work hard ethic um, and study hard. That's, that's great. And, and when you, well, I have to ask, this is a, and this is who I am. I need to know where were they coming from? So uh, Poland and Russia okay. were the, my um, parents, um, grand, their grandparents. So their some of their parents. Um, what my uh, grandmother's family had a candy store down in uh, the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Like again, like a small business. It's funny how you come full circle, right? And that's how they were able to, you know, make a living. Oh, um, wow. And, yeah, that, and that's I, very I, telling. Yeah. That you, so, I, so I understand what it means to kind of come and have the American dream and to build up a business to be able to support your families. And that's so much what I do now. Great. And we're, and I'm sure you love to play in that candy store. Or you love to visit, <laughs> right? As a child, come true, a dream come true. 
<laughs> and so, and when you were a, a, a young girl, were you particularly interested in something? I'm always curious about, you know, were you one of those that said, this is what I want to be and that's what you became? Or how, how was that, uh, you know, journey? I was always... Um someone who cared about giving back to the community. So when I was young, I was, I always was in local, in the student government. I also worked for the local newspaper and wrote stories about, you know, what was going on in the area. I thought a lot about being part of a community and building up community. And uh, even when I went to college, I went to college and and wanted to give back to, I was up in New Haven, Connecticut, and wanted to give back to the neighboring towns. And my close friend from college and I started a Girl Scout troop. And we did that because the girls in downtown New Haven really had no alternatives after school. They didn't have like what I was so lucky to have after school activities. And so we we used the Girl Scout platform to engage uh, students from the ages of like first grade to sixth grade, which was unusual because you don't typically do that. But we really wanted to bring them into New Haven to, to meet um to meet people on our campus, to meet the fire, to go to the firehouse, go to the library, uh, teach them about what the world had to offer and to give them alternatives for what to do after school. But the interesting part, actually, as I think about that, uh, the sixth graders at first resisted. They said they don't want to be with first graders. And what I remember explaining to them is they are mentors. They're going to be role models. And it's going to be so important for them to teach their, you know, the younger girls. And that really empowered them. And I, I think about those lessons I learned so much, so many years ago about how we should lift each other up. And if we have gotten experience and skills, like how we should then use those to help other people gain those experiences and skills. Uh, yeah, I love that. And, and that whole subject about empowering. And, and I think you feel the same. Um, as we are in entering this stage of diversity and inclusion. And I was just telling my husband the, yesterday, I say, I feel women are helping each other more than 20 years ago when I started, at least in my industry. Do you feel the same? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I think that there's more space for women now. And I think that, you know, when I first uh, left business school and there just weren't, there weren't as many kind of slots for women. And now I, and I think that that maybe uh, had, um, that's why people maybe didn't help one another in the same way. Now I feel like this is complete change and we are all about helping each other. I mean, that's what I, we're a female founded, female run, female, you know, empowered organization. And I can't tell you how much we all want to help one another at the Acceleration Project tab. And we also, and we'll talk more about that later, but it's, that's who I work with day in, day out. These amazing women who want to give their time and talent to improve the world. Uh, it's a, it's a, yeah. And that's why you're, you're a perfect guest for this podcast. And, and I have to say for anybody listening out there, Jane is the kind of person by now you already realize she's so humble and down to earth. And, you know, I knew when I met you, like you were extremely smart and, uh, you know, all these other qualities. And then, you know, of course, preparing for this interview, I, I research and, and, and then you go like, oh my God, wow. She, it, like, it's so impressive, your background. And I know you're humble, but you, when you decided to go to college, you didn't go to any small school. You went to Yale for your undergraduate, correct? 
Yes, I did. And I was, it, it was, it was an incredible experience because it, opened your mind. And I, I, I felt like that the exponential growth in like my intellectual development, but also I, I, I got to meet people from all over the world and learn about, um, you know, the, the struggles of all, because it's, you know, we, when you're growing up in one particular area, you don't necessarily know what others have to contend with. And, I, I remember sitting next to a friend who I just met and he told me about his life on a farm and I didn't know anything about what it might have been like to live on a farm. And he had to get up, you know, as the sun rose every day and take care of the animals. And then he had to do his studies. And I thought, wow, like that was must have been so demanding for him. And that's what college did for me. I, I learned from so many different people and different perspectives. And um, it kind of, it helps you walk in other people's shoes. Yeah. And then uh, for the audience, what did you study in Yale? Oh, so the funny thing is, so I studied our art history, um, which you wouldn't anticipate as a, since I'm an MBA, but I loved that study because I, it gave me access to the history and the philosophy and the culture um, and the um, kind of what really, what makes up a society at any given time. And I use the access point of art. Uh, and I love that. I studied in London. I, I researched um, for my thesis. I researched uh, um, Victorian era. I talked a lot about child labor laws. And I used, you know, the painting as an access point, but did really great um, for you know, primary research on that topic. And so when I went to, you know, I, after college, I went to work at a management consulting firm, Bain and Company, and I persuaded them that the studies and the, and the, um, like the, the, the requirements to do well in a liberal arts, um, in a liberal arts endeavor, uh, and the skills I developed would be immediately transferable to business. And I persuaded them and I worked there and loved it. That's amazing. And that I always ask this question because, you know, I, we have some young audience, too, that are struggling with what should I study? And that to me is very important, like as a mentor to younger people, to make them understand that whatever you decide to, to study doesn't have to define the path you follow. And I think you're a perfect example of that. I, I, I also mentor students and I say, you know what, do what excites you and learn from every opportunity. And one thing will lead to another and never tell yourself you can't do something. Because I think what I, what I see over and over again is that we're, sometimes we're our own worst enemies. And if you have something that intrigues you or something that um, you're passionate about or something that you want to learn, go for it. There's nothing, nothing, nothing should stand in your way. And what's the worst that happens is that you don't do well at it and you try something else. I, I totally agree. I always say, you know, the worst that can happen is I hear a no. Like if I want something, I always say, but if I don't ask, it's a no already. So there's really no downside to asking. And the people say, how did you get away with that? I ask, <laughs> you know, it's like even people on this show, like, you know, people that you think they're going to say no, and then they say yes. And it's so refreshing, you know, to, to, to know that there's that possibility. I know that um, we, we read a lot about this, but in particular, women are more reluctant to ask. And there's a lot of academic research that shows women are hesitant to take a seek out a job if they don't 
have, you know, 100% plus of the skills that are required. And women are more, are more reluctant to seek larger loans when they're, they're looking to raise capital. It's fascinating that that occurs and I want to change it. I want us to ask for what we need and to dream big and, and we shouldn't, you know, and not to limit ourselves by what we think we ought to do. That's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, it's, that's why you are such an inspiration in what you're doing and we're going to get to tap now very quick, but you know, you underplayed for anybody listening out there, she underplayed her MBA. She went to Harvard for her MBA. <laughs> so those two things, I'm like, oh my God, this, I, I'm, I'm now like intimidating in talking to you. But uh, so you are the proof. You can go to like two of the best schools there are in the world. And then you, I know you went to work for another big corporate company, which is yes. American Express, yes, right? Yes, I worked at American Express, yes. And how was that part of the corporate experience? Because that's going to take into what you're right. doing you know, right now. Everything builds on everything else, right? And so like, I, even when I go think about Harvard Business School, I got very involved in what's called the Public Management Club. It was a, it was a club that I was the president of it. And it was a, a trying to encourage business school students to think about the public sector and the nonprofit sector. And this was like not really, typical at that time at all. I mean, even when I went to business school, only 25% of us were women, which is just something I think about. God, I, I didn't even notice it in, until I actually kind of looked around and said, wow, like I, I didn't think about it. Uh, and similarly, there was not as much of an emphasis on nonprofit and public sector. And we raised money to help people spend their summers in the nonprofit and public sector. So like, these were things that I cared deeply about. But then, as you mentioned, I went on to work in corporate America. And, and though I was passionate about those things, I really wanted to develop uh, a depth of skills and experiences that would and then that I could then translate and use, you know, later in life for other things. But it was, I really, I loved everything I've done. I've loved all of the, the work and the learning and the people with whom I've worked. And one thing always leads to another. So when I, um, when I moved uh, my family out to the suburbs and I struggled with the commute to the city and the demanding job, I uh, pivoted to get involved in local government. And I did that because it was something that I could do, you know, where I lived. It was something where I could make an immediate difference. Uh, I could, you could grassroots efforts really translate into impact. And I was so excited to see that my business skills would be really useful uh, and, and move things forward in a public sector environment. And that taught me so much about um, local economies, which then led to what I do today. So it's, you know, you know, everything leads to something else, I guess. And, and, and you should just be open to the opportunities that you have uh, in front of you. I, I totally agree. And uh, one of the messages that I try through every guest in here at Back to Basics is to, to always see your, your path as something that's taking you to something else, exactly what you said, rather than seeing this is what I chose. And I, I think a lot of people feel stuck where they are like, oh, well, I started in my case in telecommunications. So now I have to stay in telecommunications because they feel they've gathered all this knowledge that if they change or pivot, as you said, they're going to lose it, but that's not necessarily so. And it, it, I think one of the qualities on that is like believing in yourself and believing that th that that journey brought you here for something, right? How would you, 
how, how would you instill that on people? Sometimes I think people feel stuck in that point where you change and, and now you can definitely, uh, you know, jump into what you did because then you went from corporate America, amazing job, amazing background. Probably if you had kept going that way, you would have gone as high as, it, as one can get. And you really made a, a radical decision at that point, right? I am. I have always felt like what if I see problems, I want to fix them. And so my um, kind of my, my I have this like desire to not just say like, wow, that that isn't working. But like, I want to figure out how I could become part of the solution. And so there were two problems that I saw. Uh, the first um, was around, I started to talk about the, the small businesses. I used to walk in our town and talk to the business owners. And this is like eight years ago. And there was this panic really, but quiet panic around what the internet was doing to their businesses. And in hushed voices, I would, like a business owner would say, you know, Jane, I am, um, things just, my, my customers, like they're, they're, they're getting things delivered to their doorstep. And like, are they going to come back to me? And they were really petrified. And and yet also in denial, like, oh, well, they're, of course, of course, things are going to, this isn't forever. This like online shopping isn't forever. It's, gonna, people it's not going to work, work, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah right. And there was so much um, kind of almost denial. And then I realized that I had, you know, all this business experience where I talked a lot about, okay, like, let's look at, you know, how do you make money and where are your margins and who are you employing and how, how can we uh, retrain people to do different work so that you can actually stay viable as consumer preferences change. And I found that I was talking to business after business about these kinds of issues and said, wow, like I can really make a difference to these businesses. And again, this is all pre-COVID. So it's before people really focus so much on the small business, but understanding how important small business is to your, to your community. And then I said, well, I know all of these women who left these high-powered careers who could do just what I can do. And let me harness them and train them and have them help all of these individual business owners. And like that would be like a great solution to two problems. Because the second problem was women who left their fast-paced careers. It was hard, as you mentioned, like, how do you re-enter? How do you find your way back? And I know there's a lot of support given, which is wonderful around coaching and resume building, uh, resume writing. But I really was in, uh, focused on proving to people that they have great skill by doing like you, if you do, you, you get emboldened. You feel like, wow, yes, I have very relevant, you know, I, I have re very relevant knowledge and I'm good at what I do. And now I'm ready to go out and, you know, seize the day. And so I kind of married those two needs and formed the acceleration project. And so what we do is we, take you know, these high-powered business professionals and t and train them to translate the content they learned on in their Fortune 500 companies in Wall Street and translate the content into what's accessible to a small business owner. And we focus on small business owners who haven't had access to the opportunities we had, who have, you know, can't afford market rate consulting services. We focus on women and we focus on people of color and we want to afford those who have really, for a whole variety of reasons, you know, racism and, you know, institutional bias and all others who haven't had the opportunities to get access that others have had. 
And so that's, that's the heart and soul of what we do. We, we want to accelerate their businesses. And what their businesses do is they provide jobs and they care for their families and they keep our, um, our, our economic engine going. And it feels so good to do what we do. Yeah, I've been very impressed since I first got uh, involved or familiarized with the, with the acceleration project and what you're doing. And uh, even, you know, to see the impact in, you know, just a few minutes on your webpage and you see like real people with real businesses, so grateful that they've got the help. And, uh, I, you know, it's really an amazing formula you put together because you see also your, the consultants and people helping, feeling they are giving back to the community, feeling useful again, feeling they are putting their skills to, to the best use. And, it, and it's really amazing. And, uh, I know you have very ambitious plans for it. And, uh, that's how we first connected and I fell in love with the project and fell in love with the people involved. Everybody, it's really hands-on. And, and just what, what you said something before, so you said dream big. And I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about something. And, you know, when people say dream big, I'm a dreamer too. And, and so uh, it really excites me when I see other people trying to make a difference and putting their skills to good use and also helping maybe some, some of people listening right now, they may be stuck in their businesses. They maybe don't know what to do. And just the idea that there are others out there wanting to help, that's already, it lightens the burden a bit. You're so, first of all, we're so honored that you have um, agreed to be, you know, kind of join us on this journey because we keep meeting the most amazing, dedicated, brilliant people. And thank you for for joining our group. So we're so honored. When you're so right about, you know, dreaming big, I sat, I literally sat at my kitchen table and wrote my business plan for what this needs to look like and intentionally set up as a 501c3 because I knew small business could never afford market rate service. And so we, I was determined to make it accessible. And I can't tell you the number of people who told me it wouldn't work. And one of the things I learned along the way is that you want to surround yourself with people who are positive. They can give you constructive feedback, but you just don't want to spend all your day fighting naysayers. There's a limited amount of time in life and, and let's like focus on positive energy and getting things done. And when, when things don't work, you just fix them. Like it, you don't stop. You just, you just modify, you fix, you adapt. Uh, and I was never, I'm not stopping. We are, we doubled in size during COVID because the need was so huge. In fact, it was March and I worried because we had to cancel our fundraiser and I was worried about how I make payroll, like, like all small business, like, oh my goodness, like, where's the revenue coming from? How am I going to be able to support our organization? And I thought, okay, we're going to go into austerity mode, not spend anything. And so then I said to myself in the middle of the night, like, wait a minute. You're built to help small business. You cannot, uh, uh, you know, retreat. You have to like, you have to grow. You have to explode in your ability to serve. And so instead of, you know, the, the austerity plan, we doubled in size. We hired, we hired it with the hope that we were going to be able to fundraise to support what we did. And we reached thousands of businesses. So we help them secure loans. We help them pivot their business. We help them get onto e-commerce. We help them in so many ways because we, it's like 
I felt like it's our duty, you know, it's our duty to keep small business going and the, and the odds are so stacked against them. And so, I mean, we think about the restaurants we helped and, you know, helped them with uh, getting the funding and then help them pivot to be able to figure out how they can deliver food. You know, obviously, you know, you can't have indoor dining, so many different things, but we help them look at their profitability. We help them figure out how to source their ingredients in a more uh, cost-effective way. We help them negotiate. We, we did role-playing around how do you negotiate with your landlord I and mean, so many different pieces. And it's really a tribute to the people who work at our organization. They are, you know, each person who who joins us is so devoted to giving back and has such incredible experience that she uh, draws upon to help others. And I am in awe of the people who work with us. Yeah, and for what I've seen, it's uh, it's in a very special group of people. And I think one of the hopes that I have, besides getting involved and helping however I can, is just, you know, when we first were discussing, I'm like, you are a perfect candidate for this podcast because your story is really a back to basic story. It's a story where you reconnected with what you were passionate about. You picked, in my opinion, like the things you were strong at and like where you could make impact and difference. And this is what you're focusing on. And uh, you said two things that, uh, that I particularly love. It's like when you were trying to do this, you were there were so many naysayers. That's something every success story I've had on the show, I always emphasize there because I feel that's also where people get stuck. And um, I told the same thing about when I was writing the book and people was like, why are you writing a book for when I'm doing the podcast? And people, you know, it's like, who's going to listen to it? And, uh, and they get stuck in those negative thoughts and don't, cannot see past that. And, and, and what you said is really, you know, there are a lot of nuggets of wisdom there where you say you just keep doing, keep showing up every day, do what you believe in, and then things just happen for the best. And um, it's never going to be the perfect situation, right, where everything pans out. I feel some people don't quit their jobs because they want everything to be laid out for them in a perfect way that doesn't exist. I don't think any successful person, you know, that entrepreneur would say, yeah, it was all so easy that <laughs> that it worked perfectly. So I, I really appreciate you uh, saying that. And also about the austerity plan, because as I say, you struggle with the same things, you know, your clients struggle me as a CEO of also of my own company struggled with the same thing. And it's such a natural instinct to say, let's not spend anything. Let's close down. And, and it takes, I feel I've been there even now in, during, after COVID or during COVID rather, where you, you feel this apprehension, like we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing that. And then, but something inside of you say, but if you don't do that, then the other thing, you know, the growth doesn't happen. And it's, it's uh, scary but it's, uh, you know, necessary at the same time. Like it was a kind of like, if not now, when? Like we're built for this. Like I, one of our wonderful colleagues said, tap meets the moment. You know, this is what we are. We're so lucky that we figured out how to deliver customized business advice. Um, and we had eight years prior really of getting it right. So we're, we were ready to go. And but I was scared, Leticia. I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to make payroll? Like what am, and I, you know, I had reserves. I'm careful about that. You know, having a business, you know, degree, you kind of think about, you know, always preparing, you know, for, you know, scenario planning. That was really helpful that I had that, um, knowledge, but I was nervous. 
And I wasn't, you know, you don't, no one knows what the future holds, but gosh, like, I don't want to constrain myself. I, I, I want us like in the end, like I, I was going to make it work. I was going to figure out how to make this happen because there was so much need. And that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to help. And if, if not now, then when? Would you say it's your mindset? Like I always try to, I call it, you know, what makes you tick, I think is very obvious, but what would you say when in those moments of fear, when I'm sure you've had moments where you say, is this, is this worth it? Or, yeah, you know, can I quit? I mean, I don't know about you. Sometimes I, I work in the family business. I'm like, can I quit? <laughs> it's a, And I have that for a second. And then I connect to something within me, like the higher purpose, right? In my case, is the family legacy and, and all that stuff that kind of gets me moving again. What is it for you? Well, I feel, I feel like I just like to do, I like to get things done. And I, I feel so much better when I'm in motion. And I, I do, I feel like I have benefited so much from the hard work and energies of, like, you know, my family and generations who worked w much harder than I, right? They had, their circumstances were so much more dire and they pushed through and I just, I never want to stop. And I, I think what makes me tick is this like desire to give back and to use what I was so fortunate to learn and to and to and the knowledge I was so fortunate to acquire and the the people I was so fortunate to meet and to help make other people's lives better because I think we all um no one does anything alone right none of us succeed by ourselves and it's really um I think together, I want to, I think we can all boost one another up and uh, I'm all about lifting up. And I, I just, I, I think that, that life is too short to focus on the negative and we need to um, focus on collectively um, elevating one another. Well, uh, you know, if you heard that out there, now you know why, you know, I committed with Jane to do uh, a separate series of Back to Basics called the TAP series, where we want to bring you those stories of people that, you know, are ha going through through their own journey and how they keep inspired and, you know, to to get more involved if you can. And I think for anybody out there listening, Jane, I would love for you to kind of just, you know, if you're a business owner, I know for now, TAP is, it has a focus regionally. You are up north, right? No, we're actually across, we serve across the country. We're national. We have people from all the coasts, you know, both coasts and in the middle of the country and south and everything. So we serve everywhere. There Zoom, you go. Zoom technology has made it so easy to come into your place of business just through the camera. So we work everywhere. There you go. So we definitely are going to have, have all the information about TAP on the show notes. And this is something I'm personally involved in and I'm big believer. And this is one of my, let's say, exciting highlights for 2021 in, in doing this, because I, I also feel I've lacked. I feel I, I've helped in my, like, let's say, close circle, people I know. I try to make a difference. I definitely feel I could do more than what I'm doing. And, uh, and this, this really came to my life in a moment where I say, okay, I, this is a vehicle where you really can help more people and, and, and just also put amazing stories out there, which is what this podcast is about. So it's really like a perfect blend of, uh, of, of everything. And, uh, also on the other side, 
blockchain. I, I understand you have consultants and people that get involved that also have that, that need or willingness to, to, to volunteer and help others. Is that something that we can also share with the audience if anybody's out there? Thank you so much. On our website, it's at www.theaccelerationproject.org. We encourage clients who might need some support to apply online. Similarly, potential those who would like to consult to the small businesses. We love having Spanish speakers. We have a really big population of Spanish speaking clients. We really, we work with kind of every population. We work with every sector, you know, depending upon what your business is in. We have deep knowledge uh, that's industry specific. So it would be wonderful to um, to help more. So in any way, feel free to visit our website and to apply to be part of us. Yeah. And, and while uh, you should to serve, you know, minorities and, and it's heavily on women only, it's men and women. This is uh, uh, right. right. So we welcome so, everybody. So, right. We fo- we're, this and in particular this year, we're working very much to help uh, black and brown business owners, in addition to women business owners, we want to provide support to those who haven't traditionally received support. It is inspiring to meet the business owners. In, they are so good at their their product or their service. And we're here to, to provide the business expertise that enables them and fuels their growth. And so it's like it, we, we're part of their team. And we're there to watch them soar and they're high potential and we can't wait for them uh, to join us so that we can help them, you know, reach the stars. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jane, I mean, is there anything else inspiring? Anything else? I always uh, like to end the interviews with, you know, anything at all on the family front, on the anything. The, the, the microphone is yours. Oh, I am. I'm just so appreciative that you invited me today to speak because the more people who hear about what we do, we want to amplify our message. We want to reach more and more small businesses who would benefit from our help. And I, I just want to encourage people to not listen to any negative thoughts in their brains. I want you all to seize the day and try something that you've always wished to do. Um, I've, I feel so excited every morning when I get up that I get to go and spend my day doing something that I feel incredibly passionate about. It is a gift to me that I, that the work I do on a day-to-day basis is something that like energizes me. And I encourage others to keep iterating until you find that passion and that work that will will keep you going because you know that in the end that's what we're here for we we're here to you know make the world a better place and to fuel optimism well that's that's amazing i'm inspired right sometimes i finish these episodes and okay i can go about my day and i just have my my dose of optimism and inspiration and and seeing what you have achieved it's really amazing it pushes me to also want to do more and uh, I thank you, Jane. And I mean, this is great because I know the tap stories are going to be part of Back to Basics. And I'm very excited about that, getting to hear all those amazing journeys of, of clients and people making their dreams come true. 
and 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 you being and your organization being one of the enablers and supporters to 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 make that a reality. So I thank you so much for being part of of Back to Basics. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so impressed with what you've built. Thank you, Jane. Bye bye. Have a good day. Bye bye. And until the next time.